Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Ben Rezzi here for Stochastic Talking PGA. The Honda Classic? No. The Cognizant Classic? Yes, it's the same tournament, though. We know what we're getting into. Florida golf is here. Couldn't be more excited to dive into it. And that's what we're going to do here on the PGA Strategy Show. We're going to look at the salaries. We're going to look at the prices. And most importantly, I'm going to give you guys insight into the data, into the sims, into the data hub, all the stuff that we have behind the scenes at Stochastic. We're going to use it, formulate some opinions. I'll talk about some of my favorite plays, get everything situated to build effective lineups today. Of course, if you're joining us for the first time, I am glad you found Stochastic All Things DFS. We're breaking down sports. We're highlighting our tools. We are showing you a process that has made a lot of people a lot of money. And that's why couldn't be more excited to give the spin, give the spins, give the Sims another spin this week and see what we get. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get into it. So first things first, before I start rattling off things about Roars uh, and Fitzy and all these guys, let's go backwards. Let's talk about what we got going on in Mexico. So obviously we had some, uh, we had some golf, Jake Knapp, my guy. If you watch this video, Sammy Valamaki, uh, we were all over the value plays. We just couldn't get the top tier right. Taylor Pendrith absolutely crushed me last week. I had a really, really nice portfolio of players. But when one of your main, if not your main guy, uh, gets crushed and misses the cut, it really puts a strain on the rest of your lineups. That's where I was last week. But I saw a lot of lot of avatars at the top of those leaderboards. And I hope some of you watching this had some big scores. If you did, hit me in the comments. Let me know or tweet me at JazzRazDFS. We love to see that. But yeah, I don't take a ton from what we saw, honestly, it's a situation where it's really, really high volatility early in a golf season. You've got birdie fest. You've got West Coast golf. We've got weather. We have all sorts of stuff leading up to this. I'm not going to overreact uh, to this. And I think there's a very real case to make that there's a hard reset. There's a hard reset when you talk about what we're doing in Florida. It doesn't mean if you're playing good, suddenly you're going to play bad. But I think it does mean for some of these guys, it's an opportunity to get on a new surface uh, and and really, really uh, tweak the game. And we see so many players, they get to Florida and all of a sudden they look like a new player. And that's what we're going to try to dig into today. Who's that? Who's not? Starts with the course, though. It always starts with the course. And we are at, even though it's a new name, it's still PJ National. It's still the bear trap. It's still Florida golf, alligators and water and more water, and it's not distance-oriented. You've got to keep it in the fairway. You have to avoid these hazards, and you need to putt on Bermuda. We know what this course is about. It's not overly long. You know, 7,000 and change, a couple of par fives, irons. You want to be precise with those irons. You definitely could use some timely scrambling. 150 to 200 in those approach shots, that's where a lot of them are coming from, Uh, and it's tough. This is not... You know, oh, my guy didn't get his under 70 bonus and he didn't get his eagle streak. I'm dead. Far from it. You need to be able to get up and down for part. You need to be able to save bogey at times. Uh, Greens and regulation are down at this event. Scrambling is down at this event relative to another field, another course, another venue. It's an all around test. I want my guys to be pure with their irons. 
timely scrambling. Bermuda splits would help. De-emphasizing driving distance, it doesn't mean I would always prefer my guy to hit it longer, but you don't need that to thrive at PGA National. So I think we have a good idea of what we've got, and then we need to talk about the field. And that starts with Rory. It starts with the top tier. It starts with the dynamic pricing that we've seen as well. I do think it's very interesting that they have gone to this north of 12K to 5K. You have a giant, giant range. Now, it used to be at times like 11K to 6K, and the 6K guys weren't even playable. That is not the case, but we start at the top. Again, I've got up our, our data hub, all these columns, and we'll just start We'll start going through it. We've got Rory McIlroy far and away, far and away the favorite in this tournament. He's going to be crazy popular. He should be crazy popular. You see the leverage is still positive on a guy that's pushing upwards of 45% ownership. Actually going to move the optimal percentage. That's one thing I like. You can customize all this stuff um, or not. Uh, there we go. Let me. There we go. Okay. Uh, the leverage score positive for that type of ownership, that really speaks to how good he grades out and how much better he is than everyone in the field. Now, the interesting thing, the game theory aspect is Florida golf. You are punished for mistakes. You could go in the water. You can be cut. It doesn't matter how good you are. A couple of bad holes on Thursday and Friday, and you could be done. Um, it's not that easy to work in and out of trouble, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Rory. If you want to get leverage, you're going to have to allocate upwards of half of your portfolio. I was running a first first batch of Sims. I got a lot of Rory. I'm very comfortable with that. I'm going to have a ton of them. I think the field will have a ton of them. The question is, if you don't play him, does that mean that you want to play Cam Young? Does that mean you want to go right next door to a guy like that? Or do you want to go to Fitzy or Henley or Balance? So let's let's kind of break those down. Cameron Young does not grade out well. He's the second most expensive player. We'll see how, how owned he gets. Again, this stuff can and will update. Fitzy to me is more interesting, but he's also very, very dangerous. Not in a good way. He missed the cut at Genesis, which was a 70-man field. He has lost in five of six with the Irons. That is not a recipe for success. That is not how Matthew Fitzpatrick operates. But, but, there is a but. He had lost in seven straight events leading up to Florida last year. And then he came to API and he came in 14th. He gained six and a half with the ball striking. So he has shown Florida can serve as a hard reset. This is one of the best Bermuda putters in the world. Uh, positive leverage on Fitzy. I think Rory Fitzy lineups are super aggressive and interesting. I think starting with Fitzy is very, very interesting. And then Russell Henley grades out as well. We know what he can do when he gets hot with the putter. Watch out. Uh, so for me, Rory 1, Fitzy 2, Henley 3, and then a gap to Cam Young. Tom Kim, I don't know what to do with him. I'm probably going to try to cancel. He's around 15% ownership. He doesn't grade out particularly well. He's still relatively new on tour. This does seem like a pretty good course for him in the sense that, you know, I don't think of him as overpowering courses, but we don't know how he'll react. To, he doesn't have a ton of reps in these type of conditions in Florida, all of those type of things. He did play the players, whatnot, but I'm just not overly sold on him. I would rather go up or go down. Eric Cole, JT Poston, Sunjay, Min Woo Lee, Benny An, who is getting a ton of love in the betting markets. Uh, Lowry, Kirk, Berger, Corey Connors, Keela Keith. A lot to break down here. You see some good leverage scores, some bad leverage scores. 
lot of it's tied to ownership. Again, I wouldn't overly get crazy. It's not the end all be all and things can change. Uh, but you see Benyon's going to be very popular. Now he absolutely sets up well for this. We've seen him been so close so many times on tour. Uh, he's been so close here, a fourth and a fifth. You know, ben, Benny's playing good golf. Now the putter needs to come around again. He's lost three and 3.8 strokes putting in the last two events. That's not going to get it done. That's the old Benny on. We don't want that. Right above him, though, Eric Cole, another guy that's going to be uh, mentioned a lot, and he should. You know, 2023 came in second here. Right there, as close as you can be without winning, of course. Uh, lost in the playoff to Kirk. It's there. He has the profile for it, the course fit for it. The ownership is there, but the leverage grades out pretty well. I don't like JT Poston this week. Going to be one of my fades. Uh, it's nothing nothing personal, obviously. It's just he's going to get squeezed in this range. I'd rather take Cole. I'd rather take Benny on. Sanjay, your guess is as good as mine. He's really struggled. Now, I, I do believe he's going to play his way out of it. But, man, what is going on? Four straight negative with the approach. Miscut 66, 66, and 44th. Hard to allocate a lot to Sanjay. Can you buy on pure talent? Yes, but I said that last week. I said that the week before too. At some point, you really have to temper expectations. 8.5% owned, that is pretty manageable. Uh, probably in the pool, but not a core play for me. Again, we'll see what the Sims give me. Benny on Eric Cole. You got Kirk Lowry. Bottom of this range is fascinating though. You've got Corey Connors, Daniel Berger, Keith Mitchell. Three different types of players, but ones that can all get it done here. Corey Connors and the Canadians all set up great this week. I'm going to talk about Spencer at length. But Connors, the guy is like almost automatic. Famous last words, but he's made five, five of five cuts in 2024. He hasn't missed a cut, dating way back to the U.S. Open. Ball striking automatic, off the tee automatic. Almost automatic that he's going to lose strokes around the green and putting too. So you got the good and you've got the bad. If you think the putting regresses positively, you should buy. If you think the ball striking regresses negatively, you should fade. Uh, I tend to think that he'll, he's going to continue to churn out some pretty good finishes. Price is about reasonable. Ownership is about reasonable. Neutral play for me. Uh, he does, again, pop right now, but we will see. Things update. Corey Connors, though, you know, again, I think he strongly belongs in the pool. I don't think I'd start with him, but he would be a really easy second man in. Daniel Berger says he's healthy, says he's good to go. We know what Daniel Berger can do. He's another Florida guy. Went to college. He's a, he's a Noel. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a double winner at St. Jude, second at Honda. He's got a profile. Four at Honda, four at Honda, third at RBC Heritage. Technical layouts, ball strike your way around. Don't overpower it. I mean, when you look at all his best finishes, and I, I understand when you, when you play really well, your strokes gain date is going to be fantastic. But all these finishes are the same. Just absolutely dominant with the ball striking. He leans on those irons. He converts his putts when he needs to. Uh, that's a good range. You could go balanced and start with three guys in the nines and really have a, a lot of win equity. There's always going to be an asterisk in a week like this with not to go full Taylor Gooch, by the way. That was, I guess, a Freudian slip. But Rory is on such a different level. Like, if Rory wins, he wins. You know, you either have to make that decision right at the top that, okay, I want the seven to one guy in my pool, in my lineup, or I don't. Uh, and it's not that it's it's winner or bust for Rory, but the opportunity cost is immense when you play him. You're not going to be able to get to this range as much. Uh, I'm doing a little of both, of course, but keep that in mind. You can always pair Rory with one of these guys, but you're not going to be able to get Rory plus like three of them. 
that's just not possible. And you really don't want to like, you know, there are five K guys, but when we get down there, you're going to see. let's not get super crazy. So let's keep scrolling, but no better time than the present right off the bat. I absolutely want to mention, you see what we've got on the screen right here. Again, this is the data that powers the tools. Uh, this is just the data. When you scroll up here, you're seeing you've got the data hub, contest generator, pre-contest generator, post-contest simulator, uh, or excuse me, pre-contest simulator. All of this is the Sims tools in action. Again, what you can do with these tools is unbelievable. You guys have heard about it. A lot of you have seen it. It's just absolutely the next level. And we've all talked about this. There was a time when projections with a big new thing and then optimize and now sims are there and what we've done at stochastic to be able to kind of get ahead of it and really perfect it has been awesome i've been using them it's not something that i had in my process uh and now it's a seamless part of my process and i, I couldn't be more excited to use them all year if you want to give them a try come on in the link is below read about it see if it works for you uh i really believe that it will just really really cool stuff game changing stuff so i want to give a shout out to that link is below come on in come on in and change your process improve your game uh and see if it makes a difference in the roi which is most important as we scroll down though 8k range denny jaeger pavone eh? sepp straka rasmus is here jake knapp tour winner hostler norin list rose oh yeah target rich environment a lot of guys a lot of different types of players but still guys that i uh i have some interest in and when you look at it right off the bat, the guys that stand out to me are Sepp Straka. Really good course setup for him when he gets going. He's always kind of that perpetual GPP play because when he's when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. Uh, miscut at Genesis, but he's gained slightly off the tee. It's been putting mostly. He's lost in three straight. I think he's a candidate for the uh, the hard reset. Now, obviously, his course history is factoring into some of this. He was a winner at Honda, and then he came in fifth. So it is a good course for him. We know that. Uh, Matt Pavone is a wild card. I don't know a lot about him. Just like most here. We haven't seen him over here, but the dude, uh, he's done some things in 2024. That's for sure. Obviously when you win at farmers third at pebble, like maybe he just keeps it going. You know, we don't see him week in and week out, or we haven't just yet. Uh, I don't think it's just, Oh, he won and we're never going to hear from him again. Far from it. This guy grades out pretty well. He's got a, a leverage score that's right right in the ballpark. Nothing nothing special. 7% owned right now projecting. He could be a good pivot if you want to get away from, from Jaeger, who will be more popular. I get it. Um, he's also playing good. Jake Knapp, not really on. Bo Hostler, I like the spot, but he's really popular. More popular than I anticipated. And For that reason, I'm still going to look to him, but I may not have a huge a stake because I'm not sure I want to put him in a fourth of my lineups or anything like that because I like Alex Noren. Alex Noren and this course do mesh well. Uh, we've seen that not just in results, but in course fit. When I think about Alex Noren, I think about a course like Honda. Uh, and he's been close here. He was third in 2018. He was fifth in 2022. The guy has it. You know, he can put on Bermuda. He can work in and out of trouble. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But it's so difficult to project what exactly he's going to do. He lost four and a half strokes on the approach at waste management. Out of nowhere, there is nothing to indicate that. At RSM, during swing season, he lost four strokes off the tee. Randomly. there's no. He has that whack-a-mole Dylan Fratelli style where it could be one thing one week and another thing another week. But with that comes upside. There's no doubt about it because he can do everything at times as well. And that is really, really useful, obviously, when you have the ability to keep it going, the ability to gain across the board. Absolutely massive upside for Noren. He's a guy that I really, really do like this week, and I will be over the field on. Uh, and he's got he's got company. He's got Luke List. He's got Justin Rose. Tom Hoagie, who has like the worst course history I've ever seen. But you always have to ask yourself the, the classic, is his course history bad because the course is bad for him? Or is his course history bad because it's random? Uh, that There's probably truth to both of it. But when I think of Tom Hoagie, I don't really worry about what he can do at a technical track like this. I really don't. I, I think that actually could suit his game more than it should. And he's playing really good golf. There's no doubt about it. Now, four straight missed cuts here, and he's just it just doesn't click. For some reason, maybe that continues or maybe we're going to see, you know, in five more years, we zoom out and we say, man, can you imagine that Tom Hoagie couldn't couldn't tackle PJ National? And now look at him. Uh, I think that that's very, very possible because there's nothing that I see that gives me like crazy pause about him this week. Uh, scrolling down, Pendrith, another guy that could be a buyback candidate. Um, you know, I'm just scrolling to the top right now you got ownership, you've got optimal, and you've got leverage. So when you look at Pendrith, he's a guy that, again, it's all it's all about the game theory aspect of what do we want to do here with a guy coming off a pretty bad week? There's no doubt. It was pretty bad. Um, I wasn't thrilled about it, but it, it's two rounds of golf. Two rounds. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm more apt to say, okay, I'm going to give Pendrith another shot if he's going to be this low owned. Again, these the data will update. And we will see. But Svensson is right there. Core play for me. But man, is he getting a lot of love. And that is really disappointing. I did bet him. I think he's a pretty good bet in that 40 to 50 to 1 range. Uh, my article over on Odd Chopper, you can always go check that out. I'll tell you a way to get some money in the betting world in just a little bit. But he was 10th at Genesis. Showed form out of nowhere. The putter has not cooperated for Svensson. If we get that. We're going to get some good things from him. My man, Bez, uh, the problem with Svensson and Bez is everyone seems to agree that they're the good plays. And that is unfortunate because those are two of my guys, two guys I really wanted to target. But I, I do like the spot for Bez a lot. Um, he's been really close. He almost cashed a huge outright ticket uh, just a few weeks ago. He's been gaining with the irons. He's been consistently making cuts. This guy knows what he's doing. I have full confidence in Bez to be able to grind through this cut. If you want pivots in this range, I think Ryan Fox is a pivot. I think Thunderbear Thorborn Olison is a pivot. Uh, 
And dare I say Ricky Fowler could be. I don't know what we're going to get from Ricky, but I don't think anyone else does either. You're talking about a guy that could be 5% owned. We have him even less than that right now. That's a pretty interesting number on Ricky, particularly when he's sandwiched right next to Bez and right next to Svensson. You want to shave off some ownership. Going to Ricky could be that type of pivot. As we work down into the lower mid-range, not a ton to talk about. Doug Gim, another guy that we were on heavily last week and paid off pretty nicely. But with that comes new ownership. Also, good optimal percentage. So you are seeing positive leverage there. So it's really a mixed bag of, do you want to pay for the quote-unquote mid-range chalk? Do you want to make the pivots and go more aggressive? Uh, that That's really what we're working towards. Billy Ho. Now we're getting interesting. Number one candidate, I would say, for hard reset. He is He's almost outspoken about this. Like, I'm a Florida guy. I'm a Florida man, I guess you could say. You know, he's a gator. He loves Bermuda. He loves this time of the year. And you see it in the form. He's made two of four cuts. He's riding a hot putter. He has not been even close, close to anything special. But then he gets to Florida. He's made six or seven cuts of his last seven at Honda. Uh, He's always been good in this stretch of golf. And it does feel like someone that hits that light switch. So if you're looking for a guy that right now, it's always that classic question and something I always talk about on this same show. Would you rather be first? and possibly too early and Billy Ho plays like garbage and you're done, or would you rather wait? And if he plays, you know, he comes in seventh at Honda following Florida events, he's going to have triple quadruple quintuple the ownership. So it's that risk reward. I'm more saying, give me Billy Ho right now. I'll put him in the GPP bucket, low ownership, big upside. This is where he's most comfortable. If he's ever going to, you know, show that form, it's going to be an event like this. Uh, safer quote unquote plays Davis Thompson playing really good golf grades out. Well, Thomas Detry got like a $4,000 price discount for playing like garbage last week. That definitely helps him. And now we're into the salary savers. Uh, I mean, look at that. We're already into the six K range. These can be the last guys in your lineup. Again, I'm going to have a video out on this very channel, just talking about the values. So you can always check them out. And if you have questions, Always tweet me at JazzRazDFS and make sure every single package Discord is there. Make sure you get in the Discord. I'm answering questions in there. The whole team is in there. If you're using the Sims, we have a Sims only channel where we're talking through it. People are using, you know, how do you alter this? How do you up the leverage? How do you change it? Really good strategies. And again, the results speak for themselves. I can't recommend it anymore to give it a shot uh, with PGA right now because it's there. And when the Masters comes around, and all the interest is there. You're going to want to be familiar with these type of tools. So link is below uh, for that. But let's talk about these salary savers. Let's talk about what we've got going on in the 6K range. A couple of names stick out. Ben Griffin's another guy who turns it on in Florida. But how about Carson Young? 5% owned. Uh, this guy is playing some good golf. Really good golf. I'm a big fan of what he's doing. I, I used him as a salary saver last week. And he came in eighth at Mexico. He gained across the board in Phoenix, gained everywhere except the putter. He's made four straight cuts, four or five on the year. What's not to like? Uh, Now, maybe Florida won't be his favorite venue, but knowing his game, not that I know it in and out, but there's nothing at at this that really says, oh, that's not Carson Young's game. He's not going to bleed off the tee too badly. He can putt. Uh, He's got a little experience at Honda. He played just fine. 6,700 
is a, is a number and a price that I can get on board with. Again, Davis Thompson is right there. Uh, you've got other types of players. Valamaki is there. Hadley is there. If you think it plays more to like a, a flag hunting competition than a scramble competition, that that's Chess and Hadley's world. Um, then it gets gets a little dicey as we get into the mid sixes. Uh, Bjork, Hodges, Justin Lower. This is a guy I want to talk about. Justin Lower is a good player. He also was fantastic in Mexico. Absolutely phenomenal. Game across the board. Good with long irons. Justin Lower quietly, uh, I think, is a really interesting, like, top 20 bet, top 40 bet. Even if you want to go aggressive, like 12, you know, north of 10 to 1 for a top 10. You can get some good numbers on him this week. He's only 6,400. This is the Rory McIlroy. I'm not saying you have to play Rory if you play Justin Lower. But that's the type of guy that's going to weasel his way into those type of lineups. He's going to provide that salary relief for you. And if you go like double aggressive, say you have Rory Fitzy, him as he's not going to be your third man in. But I mean, he is in a very easy attachment to those type of guys to help you get extra money in the mid range because Lord knows you're absolutely going to need it if you jam up top. So Justin Lower, I think is, again, safe is not a, a term that goes with golf. I wish it did. I like Justin Lower in the spot, though. One of my favorite sub 6,500 play, probably my favorite sub 6,500 play. Uh, we working down. I mean, you're going to see there's not going to be a lot of ownership here. Grayson Sig, maybe uh, Norman. But this is, uh, I think, kind of more dealer's choice. T-Dunks, he's got some, uh, got some course history on his side. Ben Silverman has been playing. Got her up, got sick last week. I don't see a lot down here. I think this is where skill set stacks really set up. Like if you say, I'm going to be wildly different and I'm going to go heavy off the tee. Maybe you look to a Higo. Maybe you look to Sam Ryder. Um, maybe you look to Goddard up. If you say, okay, I'm going to go all water balls. Maybe you play Ryan Palmer. Um, you know, we live and learn with Ryan Palmer. Ben Martin is down here. Harry Hall is down here. I'm really not looking to land in this range as much, uh, if I don't have to, Matthew Neesmith is a, a guy I brought up last week. Again, I don't even love the spot for him, but we have to acknowledge the new pricing. Like when you are $5,600, you don't have to do that much, uh, especially if you set the stage for others. Now, he's missed two of three cuts in his last five events all in 2024. He's got zero top 50s. There's not much going on there. But when we get the good version of Matthew Neesmith, this is a iron specialist, a pure iron specialist. This guy's got a top five at Valspar. He can handle a tough course. He's got a top 15 at Heritage. He he knows what he's doing around these venues, and he's three for three at Honda, 38, 36, and 25th. You could do worse than a guy like Neesmith. Uh, and down here, you don't have the luxury of being able to pick and choose. There's just not that many players. Now we're, you know, Jimmy Stanger, by the way, I brought him up last week, and he actually was fine. He could be a mega mind genius play at 5,400. Bud Cauley, my guy, uh, first start back in four years, couldn't putt at all, but he did make it through the weekend. Um, it's just always weighing, do you need to go down here? If the answer is yes, you know, I would, I would look to those type of players. I would see where the Sims get you. Or if you're using lineup generator, see, again, that's, more of a, an entryway tool, or again, super useful, same data. See what see what guys are popping into that portfolio. Uh, I'm not going to make big stands in the 5K range. First of all, you don't need to. Look at the ownership. It's basically zero for everybody. So you're just choosing anyone, and you're going to get over the field on everybody that you play here. 
it's just a matter of do you want to do that? Um, I, you know, we're at the bottom now. I don't even know. No offense to uh, these guys, Tyler Collette. That uh, sounds like the All-American point guard on Marquette for your college basketball fans. I have it on good authority. That's not the same guy, but still, um, you don't have a lot down here. Let's sum it up. Let's round it out before we get out of here. I'll go to I'll go to FanDuel as well, um, just to show you some of the leverage and whatnot. Again, these tools, it's that simple. This will update. Make sure, you know, you've got same guys, Connors, Cole, Berger, Rose, Lowry, Tom Kim. One thing that I think is a little interesting uh, here, obviously, you've got guys like Grayson Sig, Tyler Duncan, Ben Griffin. Those are going to be your salary savers, most likely, if you really pay up. If you go to a guy like Rory, just to give you a little visual, I know I know we mostly focus on DraftKings here, but I wanted to give people a chance to at least see some of that. And again, the Sims have everything that you need. If you have any questions about any of these golfers, anyone we didn't get to, you're doing a 2v2, a 3v3. So I got one and done questions. Hit me up in Discord. I'm there. I'm available. Happy to help. It's a great group in there. And I love Florida golf. I love waking up 7 a.m. on the East Coast and boom, my lineups are already in the uh, in the dumpster. But not this week. We're going to give it a run. Uh, and I'll actually be in Florida for this tournament. So I'll have a little boots on the ground style. No, I will not be at the event. But still, uh, we're going to have some fun with it. And I think really my final thoughts are step one, decide what you want to do with Rory. And that doesn't mean all or nothing. Just decide. Do you want over the field, under the field, big stand, small stand? And from there, you're going to have different buckets. You'll have the 9K bucket, how aggressive. You'll have the 7 and 8K bucket, how aggressive. And then you'll have, do I need a 5K bucket? Yes or no. Can I land the 6K bucket? Yes or no. And it will become easier to build like that. I think the, the very aggressive builds are Rory plus one in the 10K. I think the very balanced builds are probably starting with, like most people I'd say we'll start with Eric Cole and probably go like Keith Mitchell and Connor, something like that. Either of those can be effective. I just think you want to make sure you have the path. That's always the key. Make sure you have the leverage. Make sure you have, you're not boxed out. You're not playing a 2v2 against 500 people. That is not the answer at PGA. And we don't want that for you guys. Want to make sure you have the path to victory. And when you get that win, I want you to tweet us again. Tweet me at JazzRazDFS and the stochastic handle. You can get that free month as well. Do some things, end up in our Hall of Fame. I'm going to bounce on out of here. I think we've done some good work. I keep calling it the Honda Classic. The Cognizant Classic is upon us at PJ National. Good luck, everyone. Appreciate all the support on this video. I love talking PGA. I hope you guys enjoy it with me. Just giving you a kind of a stream of consciousness, talking through my plays, talking through my process. If you enjoy it and you want to see more again, we'd love to have you as part of the Stochastic family. For me, for the Cognizant Classic, and for all of you guys, have a great day ahead. Good luck this week, and I'll see you soon.